This is a lounge around episode with Lady Winters. Uh, we talk about social media aggravation, movies, movie theaters, uh, just a whole lot of fun stuff. So, as always, it's a pleasure talking to her. So, we'll do a brief advertisement and then get right on with that lounge around. <laughs> I'm now live. That means I'm alive. Alive. Let's uh, turn this light up here. We'll get a little bit more brightness. We're going to have Lady Winners joining us here in a moment. Uh, I feel like she's probably got a lot of stuff on her mind. So it'll be interesting to see what she wants to talk about. I have a feeling it'll be a little bit of everything. It's been a week. For her, it's been a week for a lot of people, a lot of stuff going on. As you may have seen yesterday, we did two videos yesterday. One of them was an interview with Melvin from RoboPulp Media that was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun of talking to Melvin. Uh, he's a cool dude. Um, and so today, uh, we're going to do, let's see, do I have... Boink. <clears throat> uh, today, I think we're probably going to do another two. This is sort of a pre-nightcap lounge around, uh, much like we did yesterday. And then later on in this evening, I thought maybe I would just do something that's a little more lighthearted, a little more on the easy side of things. Uh, have a lighter conversation. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about video games. Maybe we'll talk about coffee. Something silly. Tell silly stories. Uh, maybe I'll read a post from Wild Bill Flint. Never can tell. Uh, but one way or another, uh, we will do those two. As you may have seen, I was also talking about the uh, Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital in the UK. So Loopy Lee on Twitch is doing a charity stream for this children's hospital uh, that's a great endeavor. I would really appreciate it, as always, if you stopped by her stream or her Twitter handle and asked her how you can support and help out that worthy cause, um, taking care of the little fellers out there, helping families that have children who are sick. Uh, it's very important to me that can be one of the worst experiences and, um, you know, any care or help we can give to people who need a helping hand, uh, for that, uh, I feel like is a super great cause. Um, so let's see if lady winners comes by and joins us. I have a feeling she may have, <laughs> may have fallen asleep. I know, you know, I do these nightcaps at 11 o'clock. Part of the reason why I do them that late is because for me, that's when I start really winding down. Especially lately, uh, I've been using that time to go out with friends, you know, uh, go out for drinks, ride the motorcycle around, do whatever. So I know that typically by 11 o'clock or so, I'm home and ready to kind of wind down at the end of the day. So that's why I do them at 11 p.m. But I know for a lot of people that gets quite late. Uh, let's see. Is she there? Maybe she's gone sleepy. Mm, we'll see. But there's a lot of more BS that was going on. And much like I talked the other day about the sharing of interests and much like we talked about the wolves among the flock, there's still a lot of people out there who, oh, there she is. Let's give her a wave. Waving. And now we're waiting for the join request, and then we will have the incomparable, indomitable, phenomenal Lady Winners, Winners Loves Horror. Here we go. Let's add her on in. Going live times two. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Hello. And there she is, everybody. 
you see me? Because I can't see myself. No, I see a blurry uh, sort of static view. Is your camera? There you go. There she is. Okay, can you? Is it? If the light suddenly turns off and you run away, I'll just feel like that's just desserts for the time that I. <laughs> that's funny. I was just thinking that too. Let me, let me see if I can get it bright in here because, like, I was sitting in the dark. No. Come on. Can you see me at all? Like, yeah. am I bright enough? Yeah, like, the, the background of your room is dark, but your face and everything is clear. How come I look dark on my end? Like, when I'm seeing myself, I look, like, dark. Can you see me? I mean, you're, it's, it's not like you're as bright, it's not like you have a light and are as bright as I am, but you're not sitting in the dark. I can clearly see you. That's very good. Right there. That's good. I'll put the light on. Hold on. Hold on, I got my PJs on, so excuse. I love the the Frankenberry, the Count Chocula, and the uh, was it Booberry in the background? That's fantastic. Yes, and I have the fog, and I have leather lace. Nice. I have the Misfits. I have my pet monster, and I have Ed Neal's autograph from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So. I don't really know how to feel about the 2021 and I don't want to bash the film because of course, you know, um, we haven't seen it yet and I'm all about giving a movie a chance, but they're in Bulgaria, right? So it's like, please, please, let's not say that you're filming in Texas because <laughs> then I'm going to be offended because I'm straight out of Texas. Oh. A generation on one side, and the other half, my family's been here before it was even a state. So, I don't know why I take stuff like that personal. <laughs> you know, I it, it's always like it's always like they'll 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 show movies or they'll make movies, and they'll say that they're like from Detroit, and I'm like, no, that is not that's not Detroit. Like, right. if, if you were going to shoot an ultra violent movie, you didn't need to go somewhere else. You could have just shot it here, and we would have done the work for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, I don't know. So, I'm going to give it a chance, and I'm wondering if they're going to put like a twist in the storyline where maybe it's like the family's background, how they got to Texas, or maybe an extended family member that is in that country leaving Texas that is like a killer. Like, I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? So. Hey, I always, I'll watch it. But look, on the same token, if it sucks, it sucks. <laughs> yes. They're not all great. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll support them and watch them, but like, I'll call it as I see it. Some of them are just terrible. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I... I paid the price of admission, so I have the right. <laughs> yes, you, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, um, but I just wish that the horror genre would just, let's kind of be original and let's kind of give our classic um, reboots like a rest for a minute and let's let the younger generation bring something fresh to the table. Hey, someone have, Hey, we have a visitor. LKJ Slane has joined and is waving hello. Hello. Good to see you. Um, so what are some of the things that aggravate you on social media? Well, I would say the so to to bring up something that you talked about earlier today and the supporting people who don't basically support back. Um a, a thing that's a little aggravating to me are the people who seem to run around saying, oh, I support this industry, and I support everyone, and I love the horror fam, and I love all this. Except all they are are takers. I don't see them retweeting anyone else. I don't see them supporting really anyone else. The only thing I see them doing is pitching their own stuff. You're pitching your own shirts or merchandise or whatever. I don't ever see you trying to help anyone else. You're not bolstering anyone up. And like for me... I'm done with that. Like, um, I'll give you kind of an example. I don't like to drop names or put names on blast, but I'll take it even a step further than that. As a customer, if you have an event and you have people who are paying and you have a page, have the common courtesy to follow them back. So you have returning customers. And so, it just lets the person know, hey, we appreciate you. Like, 
We appreciate you coming to our event. Not where you get so high on the uh, tier that you think that these are just numbers now. Like these people don't matter because you're still going to get your money anyways at the end of the day. But I have a message. We don't know how long COVID is going to last. We don't know how hard it's going to pound the economy. And people will remember. Like I'm one of those. You do me wrong. I won't remember. Like I'll try to like forget about it. But on a business level, you do me wrong. I'm done with you. Yeah, I, um, I admittedly is one of my character flaws. I hold grudges really bad. Um, what's your zodiac? What's that? What's your zodiac? When's your birthday? Uh, I am a Pisces. There you go. Okay, yeah, well, I'm Taurus. So that's why I get along with you. I get along with Pisces. I get along with um, Cancer. I get along with Virgo. I love my dark Virgos. I get along with <laughs> Other Tauruses, Capricorns, even though me and Scorpio can hit heads, I do some of the most creative stuff with Scorpio. They're like a powerhouse, and I'm like, yeah, but I get your dark side. But anyhow, that's just me being random on the Zodiac. But yeah, that's why I guess I get along with you. Wanted to take a moment and say hello to King Dinosaur 69. That's the uh, phenomenal author, Scott West. And we also have an uh, author, Lazarus Finch. Uh, has also dropped by to say hello. Hello to you folks. Hope you're doing well. So in terms of aggravation and other things that bother me on social media, the other thing that sort of drives me a little bit nuts, and this is just a, a little pet peeve, people in accounts where they don't seem to ever really say anything themselves, and they quote tweet everything. So even if you turn retweets off, your timeline is just this endless spam of quote tweets on stuff. It's like, look, I followed you because I wanted to hear what you had to say. I appreciate some retweets now and then, but if all you do is retweet other people's bullshit, I'm sorry, unfollowed or muted, because Jesus... Yeah. Yes, LKJ Slane, also an author. We have, this is like the Writers Club. Yes, uh, I love. We love writers. I love writers. I mean, writing takes discipline and it's time consuming, and you have to have a passion for it. So I love all you writers. Phenomenal. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of dedication. Um, I applaud all of you for putting yes. yourselves out there. It's uh, it's not easy. So. Mm -hmm. And if you ever want to talk about any of your books or stories or anything, please uh, share it around. Like we were saying earlier, hey, man, I love meeting new people, talking about projects you're working on, talking about stuff that you've done. You can come on here and talk about it. You can send me something. I'll read it out, shout it out, scream about it, whatever you want. Um, you know, to me, that's why I'm here. Because otherwise, let's be honest, social media kind of sucks ass. Yeah, it does, you know, and so I'm probably, even like with some of my podcasts, I'll probably just like do it like once a month, you know, like I don't ask for donations whenever I do my podcast. It's like me doing free time. It's, it's a hobby. It's me just chatting, doing something to nerd out and that I love, you know, so it's me taking time out of my day just to be with you guys and to chat and to meet new people and to celebrate a genre if that makes sense. Yeah, you have some laughs. I mean, you're always on there, sharing pictures, sharing reviews, talking up new movies you're interested in. You know, you, you're very supportive in, I would say, that positive sense. And look, you can even say, hey, I didn't really like this movie, whatever. But you can still say, but it's worth a watch and take a chance because I'd like to know what you think about it, right? Like, that's still keeping the interest alive. Like, you know, supporting in the regards to bringing people together. That's the point, right? Like, Exactly. That's exactly what it's for, you know, so. And then you have some people, like we talked about the other day, who are just out there to slide into your DMs with creepy boner sex talk. Like, fucking what the fuck? You guys just goddamn stop it. Just stop it! Well, you know, we know he's out there somewhere, you know, in one of these fake accounts, but... <laughs> you know, I enjoy, like, chatting with people, and, like, I really have to remember that being from Texas, not to... Um, confuse my friendliness with like it like some of these like directors is like 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 look i love your work and i'm celebrating your work because i think that sometimes when you're doing things um you don't always hear like you don't always hear good feedback or someone celebrating oh yeah you like this movie you know but 
I'll say, hey, you know, but it's not like, oh, guess what? I'm trying to get in your casting couch. Fuck no, I'm not. I'm trying to let them know that I dig you, and I think that your work is badass, and that's it. That's it. I didn't. I didn't mean to laugh mid-sentence, but Scott chimes in with "Creepy Boner Sex Talk" is my new band. <laughs> oh, okay, Jay Slane says, "I always say my very strong opinion, then invite people to watch it for themselves." Yeah, you know, and and like you say, just because you're, just because you're out there saying, "Hey, I thought you did a great job," and this, and that, and the other, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm ready to start dropping nudes in a DM. Like, man. Can you have a little bit of decorum and a little bit of grace? Like, fucking shit. It, it, it's like, you know, like, I just want you to know that I appreciate your work, and I'm a huge fan. And I think that sometimes a lot of these directors don't get enough, like, feedback. You know, like, some of these writers, they don't get enough, like, like feedback. Like, hey, we love you. We love your writing, you know? LKJ so Slane is ready to drop nudes, by the way. No, just kidding. She's really not. Don't take that to heart. I'm sorry to interrupt. Man, the chat is killing me today because you're trying to read this with a straight face. I can't do it. <laughs> then you're going to get me going. And then people are going to watch this later like, what's wrong with those two? Like, a, lo a lot. <laughs> I mean, I like, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's the sort of thing where, okay, if if you're gonna if you're gonna do reviews or if you're gonna do talks or if you're gonna make this comment if you don't have like you can have a rapport with someone and you can know every now and then to make a little bit of a cheeky joke right but you can't convince me and you can't tell me that the people who aren't crossing a line don't know what they're doing they know what they're doing like and they keep testing it and pushing it and pushing it it's like reading a room man if you walk in and you're like hey everybody how's it going and nobody turns around and says hi probably nobody really cares if you're fucking there so if you're making advances like that and the other person is here's the reaction yeah yeah maybe you should like stop <laughs> to what's wrong <laughs> <laughs> so in that regard aggravation on social media you know you've had some issues uh and in, 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 in whatnot sort of this past week but you and i have talked about this for a very long time and we've talked about it with some other people on here as well and if you want an example of why I stay here and why I come back, and I was talking about this a little bit just before you joined, one of the people that I follow on Twitch, Loopy Lee, she's doing a game streaming marathon all week to support a children's hospital in the UK. And they're like raising real money to take care of these children that are sick, to pay for families to stay with their children who are there getting care, who are sick. That's why I stick around. And that's yeah. what makes it worth it. Of all the creeps and assholes and maniacs and whatever that are out there, like, man, I'll take it. I, I'll, like, I can be a bulwark against all that stuff if it means that we're able to get together and have some laughs, do stuff like this, support a charity, support an author, support an artist, support, support a movie maker. You know, like... I mean, because in, in reality, like, we don't know how long, like, I feel that COVID might be around another, like, I think COVID's always going to be around, but I think that, I don't know if it'll be in, like, another five years until we can somewhat live the way we did before COVID, you know, like, before March, and our whole life's, like, shut down, because I'll never forget the last movie that I saw in the theater was The Hunt. Same. And after that, the theater closed down. And, you know, so, um, and they're talking about, like, throwing out these vaccinations, but, like, in order to create, a, like, an efficient vaccination, it takes time sometimes, you know, like, um, I think some of the girls were telling me, who you know, like, work at the hospital, they were saying that it takes, it can take up to seven years to create an efficient, you know, vaccination that's been tested and stuff like that. So, all these people, you know, um, you're still going to want people to donate to your cause. So don't burn bridges in the process because you think that life is going to be normal next year. We don't know that. I mean, there could be conventions being canceled again next year. 
And then again, after that year, you know, so, and that's the only thing that kind of worries me about it all, because it was like before we could go to a convention and have fun. It was like all these great people, but I'll be honest with you. I mostly went to the conventions because I love the vendors. Like it was like a candy store. It's like the, you know, authors were out there, like really cool merchandise, but I'm I'm afraid that it's going to be a while before we ever see something like that again. RDR1417, thank you for joining. Hello. So I wasn't always super big on, well, King Dinosaur. You said it, treat people how you want to be treated. Cliché, but there's a reason why it's cliché, because it's poignant and makes sense. And... You can tell who the scalpers are. You can tell who the grifters are who are just looking to either cash grab or try to piggyback on somebody. And the people who genuinely are doing it because they want that sense of community. You know, and I'm not saying that people shouldn't try to make money or make a living or do whatever. But, like, on the same token, like, you can just tell the people who really could give two shits about you, you know, and really they're just there for themselves and everyone else can fuck off, you know, and that, and like, and you can tell. And I'm not going to support those people because why, why would I? There's a million other people out there who are super cool that I would rather talk to. You know, I even uh, unfollowed a few conventions. I'm like, well, if, you know, I've engaged with them, if, you know, if, if you cannot see that I'm here, then I don't need to follow you. And I'm only going to support the conventions that acknowledge that I'm a person, that I'm a paying customer, and that, you know, I'm here. So. And even in that convention, and even in that convention sense, you know, let's just say, Let's just say I'm going to, oh, hey, cheers, by the way. By the way, I have my super classy old school 70s Schlitz glass. Well, I've been over here sipping on my coconut water, and then I, I just see you talking. It's like, am I being rude? So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I got the wine over here with the gold rim for you. Oh, man. I uh, You're all classy and done up, and I look like a dude who's just ready to collect debts up from the behind the dumpster of a 7-Eleven or something. Hits you, hits you in the back with a tire iron, steals your wallet. Hey, you kids like candy, huh? <laughs> um, but let's just say, let's just say hypothetical, they don't ever do conventions like that ever at all anymore. So what's the next thing going to be? Are they going to be virtual? Are they going to be some sort of online? You're not going to forget. You're not going to forget the people that, may, you know, that, again, treated you like you were just a commodity. Yeah. Um, LKJ Slane says, there are also the people who are semi-starstruck. Starstruck. I am always nice. But they be those people messaging every 10 hours. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? You know what you do to that? You just um, put them on restrict so you don't get it. You just, like, engage them a couple times because sometimes I'll say hi to someone and I'll keep it short because I don't want them to think, like, I'm a stalker or, like, crazy. Um, because I'll be very honest with you. Um, it's very hard for me to get stalked. Like, I'm not impressed like that. Like, I just, I'm at the age where I'm like 40 and I'm very proud of my age and I'm not afraid of getting older. And I've been there, done that. So just because you've achieved things in life, what is that going to do for me? And how, why am I supposed to be impressed? But if you're a good person and I like what your product or, or your art, I'm going to just, you know, support you and cheer you on. But I'm not going to get weird about it. And if a person were to ever do that to me, I'm just going to have to restrict you where you can't really message me anymore. And then if you get your feelings hurt, then you get your feelings hurt, you know? I got, you super, I got super Star Trek to, uh, stock, uh, talking to Scott because that dude is just fucking sex in a box, man. Fucking... <laughs> talking to talking to talking to scott is always a is always a joy but in terms of in the the starstruck or the impressed or whatever you know it's it's like a lot of things you can have a certain measure of hey i i respect the fact that you're a director or you're an actor or you're a writer 
But you know, like you can't pedestal people in a certain person that I'm not going to name. Part of what made that person come off always creepy is it always seemed like he pedestaled everybody. Like there was this really weird worship esque sort of way that he would deal with you. Is it like, the same person we talked about? Is it? Are we thinking? About, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, you can't do that. And you could even be gracious and be a little awkward. But, you know, like, come on. There's it's a sort of, there's still people, you know? That, that, oh, yes, we're friends, we're friends, we're friends. Oh, yes, I know this person, we're soulmates. And yes, exactly. It's like, yeah. <laughs> My God, that guy. The uh, real sonic danger, the lurking transmission, had about the best response to that thing earlier today. I actually laughed out loud when I read it. <laughs> okay, but I take it back. So there's a few uh, guys in my community that used to be in the NFL. And I'm not starstruck because they, were, they played football. I'm starstruck because of their body. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're like an ox. Like, like they're so huge. Like you see them on TV, but wait until you see them in person. I mean, they're just they're. I'm not trying to sound like a pro, but their their body's beautiful. It's like whoa, how's this even human? You know, like I can't I can't explain it. But yeah. And, for, um, for example, weird offshoot, and you may laugh at this, but Steven Seagal. I saw Steven Seagal play one of his blues concerts. And that guy was deceptively big dude in person. I believe it. Yeah, he's like 6'5", and it was before he was really old. He was a big guy. Beach Bum Ron has joined. Hi. Hi, Ron. So, social media and the horror community and all these communities and hashtags... <laughs> Scott, why? Scott, what's up with your the fuck? Hello, hi, Beach Bum Ron. Blues concerts, yes. Yeah, Steven Seagal actually played blues concerts. He has a album, I believe, called Mojo Priest, and one that I think is called like the Crystal Cavern. You will be surprised at how good it actually is if you listen to it. Um, because he smartly got a very good band to back him up. But anyway, that's a story for another time. Um, these communities and supporting people and, and talking to people, you know, e even stuff like, okay, this whole last drive-in crew and horror crew and all the rest of that stuff. But, you know, like, I've tried to talk to some of the people who have, I don't want to say, like, lower follower accounts because it's very... It's very vexing to feel like, well, you're going to be ignored unless you're one of these big accounts. Because why, I mean, why necessarily, like, what are, the, what are the big accounts like that saying that anyone else isn't saying? As a matter of fact, some of the other people have better stories to share than some of those, some of those folks. Uh, you know, I mean, you have all sorts of stories. You're out there. You're making your own brand. You're doing interviews. You're making sure, you know, you have T-shirts. You're doing acting stuff. You have all sorts of stories to tell. So why wouldn't you try to support some of those other people and engage and be friendly, be nice? And that's why, that's why I told him, I said, look, like on Twitter, I don't always get notifications. But if you engage with me, let me know that you're there, you know, like, hey, you know, because... I'm such a big kid at heart and um, I'm a goofball too. And I have this weird sense of humor sometimes when things like when there's tension in a room, I will cross out because it tickles me. You know, like I'm that, like, I'm that person, you know, like not to not try to be random. I'll, I'll never forget when we were in a staff meeting and I mean, our supervisor, I mean, he was laying into everyone and he was being dead serious. And I had to put my head down. And I had tears coming down my eyes because I was like, man, I'm going to get in so much trouble. Like, I mean, my dad was down, you know, like, I'm that person. So, yeah. You need to, the story you recounted about your experience in that church is absolutely classic. By the way, hello, Taryn. Good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the Cool Kids Club, hosted by Scott. 
But your your church story is absolutely classic. I don't know if I don't know if you're okay with recounting that super quick for the people who haven't heard it. Okay, so like I don't like to be disrespectful to anybody's religion. Seriously, I don't. You know, um, I grew up in the church, and I've even had some really bad experiences with people who are churchgoers because of you know, like I'm not. I'm kind of just myself, and I'm going to do what I want, you know. But um, and I have friends who are atheists. I have friends who just yeah. So I appreciate people, and I just like to learn different ideologies and different backgrounds from people. But so I got invited to this church, and um, it was a guy that I knew as a kid, like you know, kindergarten. And so he invited me out. So I invited two of my other friends to attend. So long story short, like, here I am. I'm going to be supportive. I'm going to sit up front. Yeah, that's, you know, this is me. I'm going to be supportive. I'm going to show them that I'm here to listen to the word. So I'm sitting up there, and I have a, an old best friend from high school who has a crazy sense of humor like me. I have this other friend that's on the other side of me. And um, so the church had this guy who could not speak English very well conduct the story. And his terminology, and and it was off the wall. And I felt, I felt it building. I said, "Oh God, no! Please, not now! Please, not now!" I felt it building. <laughs> it's it building. And I had like tears coming down my eyes. And he was looking at me. I mean, he was looking at me because he thought that I was feeling. Well, yeah, I was feeling what he was saying. But at the same time, he was confused because he didn't he was laughing at him. And so I could, and then I look over at my friend, William, and he is dying, but he has so much better composure. You know what I mean? Like it, I'm like, oh my God, I can't look over at him, you know? And then I look over at my other friend and he's having a moment. And that, that tickled me in itself. I mean, this is like an hour of torture. And I thought, oh, you've got to fly out of here. And there was a moment where I got up. And I, and I was like, okay, if I get up, I'm going to lose it. And I didn't want to disrespect anybody. Like, I didn't want to start laughing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I got up, and I felt that I was going to lose my composure. And I was like, I sat back down, and I just put my head down. It was horrible. It was horrible. And I, I hope that never happens to anybody because at the end of the service, I know my friend who invited me was very offended because I know that he could see my back going up and down, up and down. <laughs> and I was not trying to be disrespectful. But I just never got invited back. So yeah, we, that's the that, that's the short version of it. But there's more details. That, but yeah, it was it was it was torture. Inappropriate laughter truly is the best laughter. And Taryn, if Taryn is still here in the chat, there was a time uh, way back in the day we went to I think a Christmas Eve mass, and they're singing. Uh, they're singing the was it the Twelve Days of Christmas? <clears throat> so they're singing along. And they get to the five gold rings, and there's a woman in there, lady, bless her heart, who thinks she's some Italian opera. No. And I think I remember just going, and then they caught the laughs, and for the rest of it, they were like biting their hand, faces all red, trying not to laugh. And then it's like you get the giggles and you can't stop. If you can't let it out, you just sit there the whole time, sweating. Yeah, I mean, but I have some morbid, like, dark humor stories that want in a year or so from now, I'll, I'll probably write about them, you know. But, I mean, they, these are situations that they happen, and but they're hilarious. But it's like, oh, my gosh, did that just happen? I mean, I'm talking about, like, you know, because I've worked, many, many years, you know, like in a, in, a, in a major hospital where I had to deal with people who were dead, you know, and um, dealing with the morgues and stuff like that. So, yeah. LK J. Slane says that she's the king of laughing in church and that her husband's always like, shh. If somebody shushes you, it makes it a hundred times worse. John T1X23 is also joined. Hello, sir. Good to see you tonight. <clears throat> so let's switch topics a little bit and tell me if you can pull it out of somewhere in your vast movie history. 
a movie that you like and love that you feel nobody else talks about? That I like and lo- I think I've already discussed that, and it's Did probably going to. I think it's going to piss a lot of people off, but I'll go ahead and, and I'll tell you exactly. Oh, do what it! I love I love creating controversy. So I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's Gone with the Wind, and it's not, and it's not because it, Gone with the Wind is like a ghost story to me. I mean, and people are like, "Well, what do you mean Gone with the Wind is like a ghost story?" I mean, this woman is in love with a man who will never love her back, and she wastes all these years of loving like a phantom of this image that's never going to happen. And in the end, when she loses everything, she realizes that the person that she was with, she took for granted the whole time. And I'll never forget. I was 18 when I watched that movie and that traumatized me. I was like, I don't ever want to be that woman. Like I want to appreciate the life that's in front of me. I don't want to um, be like, in love with something that's not real, like an illusion. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's like a ghost story. And oh my gosh, yeah, I'm, it's gone blind. Yeah, and I, don't, I guess I never really thought of it that way. But <clears throat> it, it, now that it, you've mentioned it, that actually, uh, that, yeah, um, that's pretty heavy. Because at the end, you know, the guy that she's with has had enough. He's like, I'm done. You know, and he loved her that whole time, and. And I think what the dark part was when her uh, their daughter dies on a horseback riding accident. And I just remember it. it's just it's it's a heavy movie. And a lot of people, you know, they, they get political about it. And, you know, I try to be respectful of everyone's point of view. But when it comes to art, I'm just going to look at the artistic value of it. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Really good answer. Yeah, if so anybody I, in the if anybody in the chat has one that you want to throw out there, throw it out there. And uh, uh, LKJ Slain says, "I'm a writer. I'm used to being in love with people who aren't real." Yeah, because you're a storyteller, and you have to feel it, and you have to convince people, and take us on this journey with it. Like you can tell, I'm a drama queen already, but I love when I see something and I can relate to it and I can feel it because I'm like, yeah, you know. I love to be taken on adventures. So you writers are just amazing to me. So if we can get it finished this year, there's a short story that I wrote called The $1 Guy. And we turned that into a short screenplay. And we're making that as a very short little film as a getting back on the horse kind of project. And your thing there about falling and sort of falling in love with someone who isn't real, the climax and crux of this particular story is that a woman who gets herself into kind of organized crime who kind of works her way in starts moving up the ladder she gets uh she gets some people who kind of push her a little bit and so she decides you know what i can push back and so when she gets to the point where she starts pushing back, she's excited about it. Hey, I've got like, you know, I'll show you. I got some heavy hitters too. She's, you know, real like, oh, you know, I can't wait, whatever. And so then she talks to this guy and uh, she goes up to him and asks him, you know, sort of like, oh, why do they call you the $1 guy? You know, and she's kind of like, you know, you, that, oh, he's going to tell her some exotic spec ops guy. He took his training when he did. No, and instead he tells her this terrible story about how, oh, yes, we'll see. My father was a terrible drunk, and he used to sell me to other pedophiles for money. And one day I couldn't take it anymore, so I bit out part of this dude's neck, and I killed him. And then I went home, and I lit my dad on fire. And, boy, it was hilarious. And after I killed him and burned him alive, I just decided... Hey, I'm pretty good at this. I think I'm just going to keep doing it. That's yeah. why they call me that. And she's kind of repulsed by it. And it's, yeah, the romance of what you fall in love with isn't real. Like, people who are okay with killing someone else, they aren't fun, action-packed, neat, mysterious people. They're terrible. Um, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it, but... I've I've known some people who are not good people, and and the people that have those demons and carry that sort of stuff around, 
they aren't people that you want to sit and have fun stories with because those stories aren't great. Um, if you read some some stories about people who have been, for example, in prison and even, you know, and even that sort of a thing, you know, they aren't these cool, dramatic fights. They're awful. They're dirty and smelly and scary. And, uh, you know, anyway, it, it's just a matter of it's that same sort of thing. You know, you, you fall in love with the idea of a concept of a thing. And then when you often find out it isn't real, you know, you feel like you've been chasing a ghost. Um, so we had some answers here in the chat. Okay, Jay Slane says, I love the movie Amadeus, and I never hear anyone talk about it. I don't think I've seen that in ages. When was the last time you've seen that? Did you ever see Amadeus, Lady Winners? If I did, I can't remember. I mean, I've seen so many films, like, but of course, um, a lot of my film has been like before. I mean, I grew up on horror, you know. So remember, I said that uh, how people feel about punk rock is how I feel about horror. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know. So yeah. Um, and then we have a favorite movie is The Nutty Professor with Jerry Lewis. It has it all. Jekyll and Hyde horror, love story, music, and of course, comedy. I can't believe how many young people have never seen it. Especially since a lot of people saw uh, the remake. But the, you know, honestly, a lot of those Jerry Lewis movies, and actually a lot of old Peter Sellers movies too, I, I feel like get overlooked. And, you know, I, I like... I like some comedy like i you know i'm like comedy and horror like 80s comedy yeah like the train three amigos uncle buck you know oh my god throw mama from the train is so good because it's it's a, a perfect mix of awkward serious kind of something that's kind of horrifying and terrible but funny like a writer Right? A writer. See? The night was the moist. Night <laughs> yeah, yeah. I <laughs> uh, also feel like it's really scary in an odd way. Uh, King Dinosaur 69 says, I'll throw in The Iron Giant, the last great animated film, in my opinion. That's kind of a sad movie. Um that's another good one uh boy you know like i don't i think i I think i the last time i saw that is when i worked in a video store because we used to have to play occasionally like you know they would want like some of the the kids movies played now and then when nobody was in there i'd put on cemetery man or whatever else because like i had to do that when the manager wasn't around otherwise you'd get in trouble and you'd get written up but i remember i think the last time i saw the iron giants when i worked in a video store what was that like 20 plus years ago or something did you ever work in a video store no i was never allowed to work when i was in school mm. yeah. it was a lot, I, it was, I wanted to work in a theater like or oh, video. so fun yeah so like my you know my daughter's like when i grow up can i work at a theater i'm think, and i say yes and i'm thinking in the back of my mind if they're still around if they're still open yes of course you can like you know like i just yeah. want i want people in my family to be excited about them do you think do you think drive-ins are really going to come back? They should. They totally should. And I think that if we really invest in drive-ins, it will save it'll save Hollywood. It'll, it'll save, save movies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and know why so, I don't know why I don't know why they haven't sort of put two and two on that before, especially since if you look at okay, let's just say you have like something like a shopping mall. You know, they have a big shopping mall here that's gonna get torn down. And it was like, well, put drive in screens. Especially yeah. now with people in their cars and everything else. That's a, that's better than it ever has been in terms of a of, of a way to watch it. I know. And, you know, the cool thing about, like, drive-ins is you can do film festivals for independent films there. It's like, come on, guys, come on out, park, and let's watch these on the drive-in film. You know, like, because we saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre last weekend, and it was so amazing because, you know, under this Texas sky, they had barbecue, and the opening, before the movie started, there was Joe Joe Briggs, Joe Bob Briggs, you know, and it just made me feel so it made me feel so good, and you know. And then I started thinking about, uh, you know, Darcy the male girl about how she 
in the past has battled with some, you know, self-esteem issues. And I thought, Mama, you're doing something special. And I hope you know that. Like, when seeing him up there, I was so proud that someone from Texas was on that screen representing horror. And I just, and then immediately I thought about Keegan Horror. And I thought, honey, you're doing something pretty special. I just want you to know that. And, you know, like, we love you. So I, I just had all these emotions. I was finding back tears. And I don't know. I get all emotional about silly things <laughs> but it's not silly but you know well it's important to you and that makes it not silly yeah so it's just yeah and then seeing the texas chainsaw massacre and then seeing this movie that these college kids they did not thinking that anyone would ever care about this movie you know what i'm saying i'm not trying to go dark on you <laughs> i'm waiting for the lights oh, to turn yeah. off and she's out folks yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, i it's sentimental you know it's like these these people who have died that are no longer around, that are forever frozen in time on this film. And that's why film is so important. And even if you're working on a low budget, you never know when you're going to do the next big thing. So have some faith in yourself and have fun with it, you know, and, and yeah, be proud really and be proud of whatever you do. And, you know? and I was so happy that I got to meet, you know, Ed Neal. I mean, this was this crazy hitchhiker guy that my brothers growing up would crack up at because they thought he was such a crazy character on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know? I was like, whoa, this is, he's so cool and he's so nice and he's so out there, but I dig him, you know? And he's such a rad guy, yeah. And I just felt so overwhelmed and happy. Mr. Barlow, hello. Scott. Scott has been going to the drive-in this whole last summer, and sometimes he even watches the movies. Wink. Ooh, wink, wink. Kissing in the backseat. Ow! <laughs> probably, play, probably playing on his phone. That's what he was doing. You know, I'm going to You kids and your video games and your phones and, and your Nintendos. These kids don't even understand how lucky they have to be like 18 and smooching with the girlfriend or the boyfriend in the cars, you know? Especially since all the cars they have now are gigantic to the point where you can pretty much set up a coffee table and lay down everything else in them. I mean, shit, the first car I had was a fucking roller skate, and I'm not a small dude, so I was lucky that I could fit in the seat to actually operate the car, let alone any sort of shenanigans in that regard. I think my legs would have been sticking out the fucking window at that point. <laughs> That's so funny. So I, I hope that the drive-ins come back. I hope that Hollywood adapts. I hope people adapt. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I don't know what's going to happen when some of these studios um you know maybe realize that the the summer blockbuster doesn't really exist so much anymore because now people are always just waiting for the next thing to drop whenever it drops because there isn't the well it's hot so people are going to go watch things in the air conditioning well you're already going to be in the air conditioning because you're already at your house because the theaters aren't open or you're going to go to see something in a drive-in so you're in your car so that's not open or whatever i don't know if they're going to pivot and try to you know to me like the streaming services are great but there's also the aspect of and you know i like video games it was like atari back in the day there was such a dearth of stuff that to find the stuff that was really quality, like it starts to become extremely difficult. And I can't tell you how many people go, yeah, I have all these streaming services, but there's nothing on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every summer I would look forward to the summer horror of like shark movies that we would have, you know, every summer it was like, Oh, okay. Well, What's the next summer, you know, short movie that's going to come out? And now, like, I don't know. I don't want to think about it because I'll get all emotional. What's your, fa what's your favorite shark movie? <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't really have a favorite shark movie. Um, like, it's okay if it's Sharknado. Char oh, a shark. I, I or Sharktopus. I love those crazy movies. <laughs> like... All There's something actors. earnest about them. 
mom, you know, and it, it makes me laugh and it makes me smile. And it's like, yeah, you know, and I, I love that Tyra Reed's in it and the guy from Nine Oh One O's in it, you know, so yeah. I'm not going to hate on those movies. I, I have that kind of sense of humor, like Jack Frost. I mean, you know Jack Frost, the killer snowman. I love those, movies. I love those crazy movies. Literally, literally looks like a guy wearing a giant styrofoam ball walking around with a white mitt that comes out. It comes on like this over the side of the screen, and then he's like, Whoa! <laughs> And then the shower scene, the shower scene. Oh, my God. The, uh, there's an interesting comment in here. Um Beach Bum Run. AMC movie theater chain is now renting private theaters for $99 for up to 20 people. Really? Uh, all of them? Or only in select cities? You know, Beach Bum Run, if you have more information on that or a link or anything, please drop it into the chat. But, I mean, I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I like the idea of that, especially if... So, small story. I saw um, Fright Night. They did it at a theater uh, some years back, and they had a Friday night showing. They were going to do these retro movies, so they showed Fright Night. And I was super excited to go be able to see that on the big screen because it's one of my favorite all-time movies. I just love it. The amount of people in the theater that just could not stop joking about, oh, look at her hair. Oh, look at his sweater. God, will you shut it? Yes, it's from the fucking 80s. We get it. Like, will you shut the fuck up? And it, it almost turned into fights <laughs> until the monsters came out. And then they were like, oh, shit, this is kind of sick. These effects are badass. I was like, yeah, if you had shut the fuck up and paid attention to the rest. So, man, I'm like, I can't do this. If they're gonna show these movies like I, you know i understand a little bit of the joking around but it was non-stop so yes i would love to pay the 99 dollars and watch that with 20 of my friends to go watch something like that on a big screen that'd be amazing well you know one of my favorite things to do before the move like the theaters closed down was I was uh, an early kind of a matinee person because I didn't like to go sit in the theater with, you know, with a crowd because of that reason. I would go with the first showing, I'd have my popcorn and it'd be like maybe two or three people. And that was the best experience ever. Mm. But I'm afraid that, you know, will that ever happen again? Like for a long while, will I be like, will I be like 45 or 50 when I'm able to do that experience that again? I hope. I certainly hope not. Yeah. Great Chance Films has joined as well. Good to hey, see well, you. Thanks for um, stopping by. By you. the way, I don't know how long we've been talking, but Instagram TV, I think, only goes for an hour, and then they pretty much dump you. So if we suddenly get the countdown timer, we'll have to do our quick goodbyes. Uh, see you later. But I, I certainly hope not. And, and I don't know. I, I feel like there's ways they can, again, adapt theaters somehow i don't know change the way that they set up seats or do something but to me that's a damn shame if that completely goes away because there's no other experience like it there's no other i mean to watch a movie on a big screen like that especially something where the whole crowd gets truly captivated i mean there there isn't another experience like that i i like watching movies here by myself in my house but it's not the same it's not the same as watching it in a theater with other people i know you know, um, I did go see Tenet. And? I loved it. It was great. And um, I was just captivated by the acting because there's a big difference between, you know, like a big, you know, studio production and, and you know, I just, their acting was so good that you forget that they're even acting. So, so how many, um, I don't like to do stars. I like to do, I don't know if you've seen me review movies before, but for example, my review of the movie Midsummer was. So, so what is your, you have to give me your like two second facial expression. Like what's your tenant review? Ooh la la. There it is. 
Lady Winner's review of Tenant is an ooh la la out of ooh la la's. Yeah, just you know, the guy from Twilight. Um, watching him in this movie, I was like, wow, he is talented, and wow, he's become he's becoming you know an older gentleman, and wow, like. I feel guilty for kind of somewhat being attracted to him. And why am I feeling this way about the vampire guy? You know what I mean? But he, it's, he just, because he's awesome. He delivered very well in this movie. Yeah. Did you, did you see the lighthouse? No, I didn't get to see the lighthouse. Um, if you have a chance, watch the lighthouse. He will blow you away in the lighthouse. If you want to talk about just the furthest departure from a Twilight role, and my God, the guy can really act. If you give him a script and you give him a chance, he's phenomenal. That's like the third movie that I've seen the guy in post-Twilight where he blew me away. The Rover was fucking incredible. The Lighthouse is fucking incredible. Good Time was fucking incredible. And no, I haven't seen Tenant yet, but apparently from what I've heard, he nails it in there too. And so the thing about it is I'm sitting there, I was like, oh, this is what all the girls were talking about during Twilight, you know? Like, now, now I'm seeing it as a woman. <laughs> and so, but a talented actor, I find that when a man is very talented in acting, there's something about him that he can draw you in. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can pull you in. And he did that to me. I was like, whoa, no. No, I don't want to be that. No, 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 no. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> you are a sparkle pyre. I'm supposed to hate you. <laughs> no, I, it's not that. It's not that. Um, I didn't hate him. I just think that he just didn't mature. He wasn't like a mature looking man, you know. Because, um, like being forty, I don't really like to. Like, I know a handsome young man, you know, but I, I kind of like to keep it in a certain age bracket because I'm an older, like, not older, but, you know, I'm an older woman compared to, like, people in their 20s, you know. But um, I know a handsome man when I see one, and he most definitely, he's talented, and I'm just like, Whoa. George Clooney in yeah. From Dusk Till Dawn. See, everyone thought he was so hot. I just, I, I'm very, I'm very weird about my men. Very see, weird. He, like, there could be, there could be a room of, like, he was hot when he was mean. <laughs> but I'm that kind of I'm that kind of woman that there could be like I don't know like maybe 500 guys and maybe I'll find maybe one or two cute and that's it. I just like I like personality. I like I like to learn from people and that's what draws me to people. Mm. You know that's 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 fair. There's a certain amount of I would say especially now when you look at the amount of plastered hot people all over Instagram and here and there and everywhere else. And you just go, yeah, but it takes a certain level of character or magnetism or charisma that's beyond just looks that really, you know, can kind of draw you in. And I find that that's, at least for me anyway, equally with the women and the men, you know, there's mystique and mysteria. Like, you know, uh, you watch the original Adams family or even the Adams family movie that they did with Angelica Huston and, uh, uh, Raul Julia. And it's just, man, there was a magnetism and a charisma about them. It's just, it, you know, that's what really made them attractive to me. Um, the LKJ Slane joke is, I like ugly men, according to people who know me. Huh. Okay, who's, your, who's the hottest ugly, who's the hottest, what you would say, ugly, uh, and that's maybe a little bit mean, so I'll, I'll flip it. Hottest unconventionally attractive actor and or actress. Are you asking me? Yes. Are you, oh, I don't know. Um, While you think about that for a moment, Beach Bum Run says, if Robert Pattinson can pull off playing Batman, he'll really get cred for his acting ability. That'll be the one that really cements the guy in the ground where it'll be indelible hey he he's like he's he's got his chops personally for me and the other movies that i've seen him in he's already done it so if he can pull off batman fucking a i think he can i think he will i think he will too well i i don't know who's the most okay so my crush is in hollywood um i 
noticed this guy back when I was 18, because like we were around the same age, was Josh Hartnett. He was um, the guy from 31, you know, Days of Well, I know that vampire movie. So there was something about him that that was soothing and calm and his acting. Mm. And I thought, oh, gosh, I'm so glad I'm not an actress now. We've been so much trouble. Like, oh, my God. So... So he was, he's always been my number one crush. And then um, I want to say um, probably Wes Bentley. Is that the same Wes Bentley from um, like American Horror Story? And yeah, I think that. Bent, yeah, I can, I'm really horrible with things sometimes. Oh, shit. We have the 26 second countdown, 24 seconds. And then it's going <laughs> to shut us off. So this has to be goodbye. It was a pleasure talking to you as always. We have to do this again soon because I feel like we could have talked for another hour. And we could do those stories next time because we have to talk about. I have, I have one that I've been saving. I've been saving just for you. We'll do it next time we do this, like right before Halloween. Three seconds, two, one. Let